The following pre-recorded program is paid for by Carla Swanigan Ministries. Get ready to experience and receive the grace you long for from the heart of God. Welcome to Scandalous Grace with Carla Swanigan. Carla is a wife and mother, international speaker, minister, and engaging storyteller known for her transparency with an impactful testimony of how God has transformed her own life. Her desire is to connect you with the heart of God and the truth of how he truly loves and sees you. If you're hurt, if you're broken, if you yearn for God's love and acceptance, let the healing begin. Now, here's Carla Swanigan. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Scandalous Grace, where we leave religion out of it and just bring Jesus. I'm Carla Swanigan, and I'm so glad you're tuning into the show today. I'm excited because today on the show, I have um, a dear friend, actually, an amazing woman of God. I love her. She's hilarious. Um, She's just an amazing person all the way around. It's Celeste Bernard. Celeste is a writer and speaker. She's originally from Northern California and now lives in Texas in Brownsville with her husband. They've been married for 19 years. She's a mom to three fun and ever-growing teenagers. Coffee is her love language, and I say a huge amen to that. She currently lives on a ranch where she and her husband have started a nonprofit called Big Red Ministries. They minister to kids and families through camps, retreats, and events. She also has a huge heart for women. Celeste loves to encourage, challenge, and inspire women to be all that God has called them to be. She's written a devotional called Reflections and a Be Your Best Brave journal. She has a podcast on iTunes called Be Your Best Brave. And she also has a brand new book that we're going to be talking about today that just got released called Brave Dreams. And I am so excited to have you on the show today. Celeste, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me, Carla. I'm super excited to talk about this today. Listen, I love your book. I was so excited to get it. And um, it's one of those books that's so good for me to challenge me and encourage me to be brave, but also just to remind me of all the things that God's called me to. Some of the stuff may be years ago that he called me to, um, that I needed the reminder to be like, Hey, wait a minute. Did I give up on that because I got scared or I wasn't feeling brave or it felt like it was taking too long. And whereas like fear snuck in and kind of like smothered some of those dreams, you know, that God wants yeah. to bring back to life. So it was really good for me. And you guys, you have to get her book. You can get her book at celestebenard.com. And I'll mention that again throughout the show. But the book is Brave Dreams. And she's got questions at the end of the chapters that kind of help guide you and help you journal um, what God's saying and what he wants you to look at with your own dreams. But Celeste, in the very first chapter of the book, you talk about how it's hard to dream when you've grown up in a dysfunctional home, like so many of us have, you know, there's so many of us that can relate to that. Can you explain a little bit about that? Absolutely. Well, when you grow up with a lot of dysfunction, you don't think about having a dream. It's the last thing that's on your mind is, you know, dream big or, you know, maybe, you know, you can do this. You know, you just don't like when I grew up in my home, um, my mom was alcoholic. And so every day was just like, did I survive? You know, every day is kind of survival. Mm -hmm. So you don't think about, well, I want to do this or, you know, you definitely don't. I didn't have God in my life at that time. I didn't know about him. And um, my family was just very chaotic. It was a lot of chaos. And so when you grow up like that, it's just survival. You just get through and you just make it through each day um, until you're old enough to move out. And so it's it's hard to change your thinking that God actually does want you to have dreams, that God actually has some things for you. Um, and so I think that that was 
a big thing for me um, when God started to speak to my heart about having some dreams and being brave and stepping out into those dreams because I thought, is it selfish to dream? Is it mm. selfish to have these things in my heart that I feel like I felt like they were from God, you know, but the enemy would say, you know, it's selfish or um, why, you know, he would, he does that. He whispers into our ear, like, you should just be happy with what you have. You know, you don't need to have these dreams. And so I feel like, you know, part of that is from growing up in that dysfunctional home. I remember one time when I was in high school, I had never really tried out for anything. I never really um, was any any extracurricular activities just because of my home life. You just couldn't do it. You just yeah. didn't have that support. And I remember the first time um, when I ran um, with my PE class, one of the coaches saw me, and he pulled me aside at the end of PE, and he said, you're really fast. Um, I would love for you to come practice with us and possibly join the cross-country team. And I never had anything like that happen. I was super excited. Um, I went home that week. I told my mom about what had happened. And I said, the coach says that we need to get tennis shoes, a good pair of tennis shoes. And I'll never forget to this day what she said to me. And this is where, you know, I had to have God heal those thoughts in those areas of my life. Mm -hmm. She said, why should I buy those shoes for you? You're not going to finish. Oh, my gosh. And I remember thinking, and I, (laughs) sorry. it's okay. I remember thinking, like, you know, you're right. I'm not going to finish. And I actually ended up quitting the team. I didn't even, I practiced for a little bit, and then I ended up giving some excuse at why I couldn't join the team. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, it's because, you know, when you grow up like that, you just don't have that mindset that you can do this, that you're, you know, that there's anything more for you. And so I just remember that. That was something that was really powerful that needed to be broken off of my mindset. Yeah. Wow. That is powerful. Do you think that that's why so many of us are afraid to dream just because like you said, our history and even Mm -hmm. like, you know, I like to care call the enemy such a liar, but I mean, I always say he's a big hairy butthole because I'm a visual learner. (laughs) And so when I think of him, I think of how absolutely unattractive he is. And so, um, I just, I think that he spends so much time lying to us about not just our identity of who we are in Christ, but also about what God's called us to and what we're capable of. Mm. Right. And I mean, do you find that has happened to you? I mean, even that story you told, I think so relates to that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I feel like if we can get a hold of who we are in Christ, if we can really truly understand who we are in our identity in Him and that He is wanting to use each of us to do great and mighty acts, like if we could get a hold of that, mm-hmm. I just feel like, you know, that's how we step on the enemy. That's how we, we kick him. That's, <laughs> that's right. We, right in know, the teeth, right? We, what's that? Kick him right in the teeth. That's right. That's right. Come on. But I do feel like a lot of people are afraid. There is a fear um, of getting hurt. There's a fear of getting disappointed. You know, what if I tell everybody that I have this dream? And then what if God doesn't do anything yet? You know what I mean? Like, What if there's um, something that's going on or a waiting period? Or what if he just says no? um, And then I get disappointed. And then I've got to let everyone know, you know, oh, that dream didn't happen. There's so much fear um, that it is a lie. It is a lie from the enemy because if the enemy can get us to stop before we ever step out, um, then it will affect not only our life, but it will affect other people's lives. Yeah, that's so because true. Our dreams, well, yeah, and, and I, I know we'll talk about that in a little bit, but our dreams, you know, they affect other people. That's right. It's not it's just not for just us. For us. Um, yeah. So then moving into chapter three, you talk about how God sometimes 
uses things that we've done in our past, our gifts, our talents, abilities to really reveal to us what he's leading us to do in the area of our dreams in the future. And I think this is so interesting. And so many of us um, and so many of my listeners, I really want us to hear you know, what you have to say about that, because I think that's such an interesting point of view. So we just share a little bit about that. Absolutely. So I share a little bit in my book about when I was in high school, I used to write poetry and it was pretty dark stuff. Um, I didn't really know what I was doing. I wasn't, you know, I didn't take a class. I just had it in me and I would just write this dark poetry, but that was my form of therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I also remember a time where in high school where I wrote something and my teacher was so shocked that she had actually turned it into the principal to show her my writing. But again, no one had ever spoken into my life. No one had ever spoken into that thing that was with, you know, in, deep in me. Right. Um, and then also when I lived in Palm Springs, California, um, before I became a Christian, I actually took a course in creative writing. Um, I don't, remember why. I just remember I was interested in it and I took the class. And I just think it's interesting how sometimes there's those things in our past that God is doing a work and he's putting some things inside of us that he's wanting to use and pull those things out um, for his glory. And we don't quite understand it. Um, I actually use the the scripture verse from Luke 2, 16 through 19 um, in my book, uh, it talks about, it was the birth of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And there is a part in there in verse 19 where it says, but Mary kept all these things in her heart and thought about them often. I kind of compare that to a dream, like how there's things that are in our heart and we just tuck them away. Like I didn't understand fully what God was doing, but he was using those things. And I had no clue that he was wanting to use those in my future. I didn't even know God at the time when I started writing. Um, but sometimes the Lord will... Um, speak to us through those things. And, and there are things in our past where they just cycle around. Like, let's say, you know, you took a dance class, but maybe he's not calling you to be a dancer now. But there are some things that they keep coming back up. And that's yeah. what I talk about with the writing. It just, there were just little things and it kept coming back up. Um, and that's how God speaks to us. We tuck them away in our heart and then months pass and years pass, but it doesn't leave us. It's still there. That's so cool. I love that. And I love like, cause I love to pray. So, um, I always love to have like conversations with the Lord and just talk to him. And, and so now I see how he uses that in my life to walk out my destiny in him, which part of that is praying and ministering to other people. I love to pray for other people and whether that's one-on-one in person with them, or if it's even just intercession at home and, you know, in my prayer time alone with him that that person doesn't even know about, you know, I just love to pray. And looking back on how, you know, there were little hints of that throughout my life with him, you know, just the fact that I love so much talking to him and having conversations with him, which is what prayer is anyway. But it's so cool now to see that, you know, like you said, play out in who um, he's called me to be and part of the ministry he's called me to, you know. Yeah, I just see it all coming together like a piece of the puzzle. Yes, I love that. Now, yeah, and it um, could be anything. It could be anything like cooking or, you know, it's a dream that he puts in our heart. It's a gift that he gives us. And then he gets all the glory when we step out into that thing. That's right. That's so good. How does it honor God when we do step out into those dreams, those brave dreams? Like, how does it honor him? Well, first thing is that when he calls us to something, 
uh, a lot of times it's a lot bigger than us. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times it can feel daunting, just overwhelming, like, Lord, there's no way I can do this. And I feel like that's how he grows our faith. That's that's what makes us more dependent on him. Like if Carla, if he gave you a dream that was just super easy that anybody could do, it wouldn't really make you have to depend and rely on him. Um, like you have to when you're really stepping out into doing something scary. And so, number one, I feel like it makes us more dependent on him. It makes us have to trust him more. Um, And I also feel like it honors God because um, what we do, as we talked about a little bit earlier, is not just for us. Um, When you stepped out into the stream of doing radio, it's a dream, but you know there's kingdom purpose in it. Yeah. Like you'll never know the Im- the impact fully of what you do, but you know that there's kingdom purpose in it because people are affected by what you do. And that's what God does. He calls us to something, and he puts a dream in our heart. And when we step out in faith and we start walking towards that thing, it's for us because it's a dream he's given us. But I always say it has kingdom purpose. Yeah. There's always something he wants to do to use that dream um, to minister to someone, to encourage someone, to help other dreamers to step out into their brave dreams. Um, it's never just for us. And so that's how I feel like God gets all the glory yeah. because we can't do it on our own. There's if you know, if. If we could do it on our own, then everybody would be doing it. He gives each and every one of us a specific dream, um, and he's called us to do that. Like, uh, if I can just share for a second. Sure. um, My husband and I, we have a ministry. It's called Big Red Ministries. And when God had called us to step out into doing that, we do camps and events, and um, we try to grow uh, families closer together, and we do stuff for kids here in the Valley. Um, We live in the number one poorest cities in the United States, in Brownville, Texas. And so, you know, people were always telling us, because we had this dream, go over to Colorado and do a camp, come over here and do a camp. And the thing was that God was calling us here because they don't have a lot of camps out here. This is where the need is huge, and God was calling us to this area. Um, But it was bigger than us. It was so much bigger than us, and we knew that God was going to have to be all over it, and it was going to have to be totally Him, um, because there was no way in our own power and in our own strength that we were ever going to be able to do the things that we saw um, that needed to be done to have property, um, to run full-time, a nonprofit ministry, to mm-hmm. step out and do that. It was scary. Yeah. We were afraid uh, financially. I mean, we had our kids. I mean, there was so much involved in stepping out in a dream, but we knew that we knew that we knew beyond a shadow of a doubt that God had called us and we just needed to take one step at a time. That's so awesome. And now it's like this beautiful, amazing camp where you've blessed so many kids and families and helped so many people and you can see God's hand in it. I'm sure every bit of it. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think about had we stopped when the first year in, when we said, what are we doing? Are we crazy? Um, this isn't working. You know, Lord, what are you doing? Did we miss you? Mm-hmm. All of those things that fear tries to tell us. You miss God. You should have taken this job over here. Um, you shouldn't have quit your job and, and done all these things that you did. You know, the enemy tries to get you to stop because the enemy knows. Yeah. The enemy knows the kingdom um, purpose behind it and the impact that it will have. It has absolutely nothing to do with us. We are just vessels you know, he gives all of us something that we're called just to be obedient and God handles the results. Yeah. So I just think back now, you know, had we stopped when it was 
super hard, which it still is hard. I'll be honest. Um, I heard a quote the other day that said a dream looks a lot like hard work. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it, it's not easy, but you know, God never called me to easy. And now I look back and I think, man, if we had stopped, I just think of all the kids. We had over 500 kids go to camp this summer, and we were able to minister and to see the joy on their faces. Mm. I just, I can't even think about if we had stopped because it was hard. Well, and you know, and I'm sure you've heard this too, but that quote that's like, if it's easy, it's not God. You know, if you can do it by yourself, it's not God because he's always going to give us something that looks impossible so that like you said, he can be glorified in it and we can look at it and know that it hadn't, it wasn't us. It had to be God because there's no way that we could have done it without God. I know that he's done that in your life and he's definitely done that and doing it in mine with everything we have going on with the chrysalis house and the things that God's called, um, my ministry too. So I totally get what you're saying. I would love it if you would, um, talk a little bit about things that hold us back from our brave dreams, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, in my book, I share, um, six things that hold us back from our brave dream. And the number one thing is fear, which we, we touched on a little bit earlier. Um, I fully believe that fear is the number one thing that holds us back. Um, I have a quote in my book. It says, everything you have ever wanted is on the other side of fear. That's by George. Mm. Um, I just think that's such a powerful man. That's the truth. Isn't it? Yeah. Everything you've ever wanted is on the other side of fear. What, and I've heard this going around, even on social media, what would you do if you weren't afraid? Um, that's the number one thing I feel like the enemy uses to stop us from following after the brave dreams that God puts on our heart. Mm -hmm. Um, Just like he did with Moses. You know, Moses, he called him um, to go speak and to deliver the people. But Moses was like, look, I'm not a good speaker. I can't do this. And I I felt like that many times as well. But that's where God gets all the glory. Mm -hmm. God gets all the glory. He is strong in our weakness. So number one is fear. Number two is comparing. Um, When we compare ourselves to someone else, I can't compare my gifts to you. That's right. It's a huge one right now. It's big, a lot of women are talking about it because it's so common because I can't compare myself to you and and you can't compare yourself to me. We've been called to a different journey. We all have our gifts and that's why we need to build each other up in our gifts instead of comparing and tearing each other down. You know, I always say, um, your brave dream looks different than my brave dream. And that's good. Mm-hmm. That's what we're called to do. And we're all a piece of the puzzle. So comparing, you got to just stay in your lane, do your thing. The third thing is comfort zone. Um, we get stuck. We really, really, really get stuck um, in our comfort zone. This is an anonymous quote. God often pulls us out of our comfort zones so that we can grow deeper in him. Mm. Um, the comfort zone is just, we want to be comfortable, but God hasn't called us to be comfortable. And that's not where we find him. Yeah, He's not there. There's that quote, Celeste, that I've heard about. Um, oh, I'm trying to think of it. Rachel may have to help me here in the studio, but it's the one about um, boats are like safe in the harbor, but that's not what they were built for. You know, yes. you got to leave the harbor. Is, yep. Uh-huh, that's exactly right. That's so safe in the good. Harbor, that's not what they're built for. Yeah. Okay. Number four. It's so true. We're not. Okay. Oh, number four is negative thoughts. 
Mm. Um, that's where we need to renew our mind in God's Word, because if we're still stuck in the past and we're stuck in those thoughts that were spoken over us of those things, you're not going to be good enough. Who are you to think you can have a brave dream? That's where we need to renew our mind in God's Word and know who we are in Him so that we can move forward knowing that these are, this is what He's called us to, because the enemy wants us to stay down. He yeah. wants us to say, you're not good enough. You can't do this. Why do you think you can do this brave dream? Who are you? Yeah. Who you do know? you think so, you are? That's thought. like the one that hits me all the time. Who do you think you are? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Who do you think you are? And then that's where if we know who we are in Christ, and that's where we can combat him with God's word. I'm a child of God. I'm made in his image. Um, I am more than a conqueror through Christ who gives me the strength. That's where we can start quoting the word and know who we are. Yeah, that's good. The fifth thing is the what if. Um, you know, the what ifs hold us back. What if I can't do this? What if I fail? What if I get hurt? What mm. if people laugh at me? You know, a lot of that is being worried about what other people think, being concerned. Yeah. Um, it's a fear of man. You know, what if people think I'm crazy? Right. <laughs> what if, you know, or what if someone donates to my dream and it, it doesn't happen yet and, and I look like a fool? There's so many what ifs. Yeah. But we've got to get over the what ifs. And like I said earlier, our job is to be obedient. Number one, we are obedient, and his job is the results. That's so good. Okay. Um, the Number sixth six. and final thing is our past. Um, you know, a lot of us, like myself, have a dysfunctional past. <laughs> We've had a dysfunctional family upbringing, and a lot of people think, I can't have a brave dream. I can't step out. Maybe dreams are for other women, but not for me. Yeah, like I don't deserve it. Past. Yeah. I don't deserve it. Yeah, I don't deserve. Who am I to have this brave dream? Who am I to do anything, you know, because of what I had to go through, what I witnessed because of the things that happened to me? But God says we are a new creature in Christ. When we give our life over to him, we are a new creation. And so um, I love also the scripture that says uh, Romans eight twenty eight. And we know that God causes all things to work together for good for those who love God and those who are called according to his purpose. So all of those things in the past, and I've heard you say this before on your radio show, he doesn't waste them. That's he right. doesn't waste any of the things that happen to us. He heals us. He sets us free. And then he gives us a greater compassion in those areas to minister to people. That's so good. I love all these. I want to recap them really quick because we only have a few more moments together. Absolutely. Number one is fear. Yep. Number two is comparing. Yep. Three is comfort zones. Four is negative thoughts. Five is the what ifs. And number six is our past. And that's so good. I love all of those. And, you know, you end the book with some final questions for the reader to ponder as they pray about stepping into their own brave dreams. And I just want to say again, you guys got to get this book. I'm holding it up for our YouTube audience so that you can see it. It's Brave Dreams. Celeste Bernard is our guest today, author and speaker. You can find her at CelesteBernard.com. But I just want to read a couple of the questions at the end, Celeste, as we close before we pray. Okay. One of the things that I love is what we talked about in the beginning. Ask yourself, what have I always been good at to kind of help direct you towards your dreams and being brave in your dreams? And number three is what makes me feel most fulfilled. Um and what have I met? What have I felt most called to? Like, those are just a few of the things that you ask the reader in your book. And it's such a good book. I encourage everybody to reach out to Celeste at CelesteBernard.com. And Celeste, how can um, we talked about doing a giveaway of your book? Can you just tell our listeners really quick how they can enter to win your book? Absolutely. If you would go to CelesteBernard.com in the top right-hand corner, you will see a little spot to put your email and hit subscribe. If you do that, everybody that subscribes within 
two days of the radio show, I'll go ahead and put all of your names in a basket, and I will um, pull a winner, and we can announce that next week. Awesome. Thank you so much, Celeste, for being on the show. Stay with me. I want to um, pray with everybody real quick before we go. Sounds so, great. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you so much for everybody listening. And, Lord, I pray um, I pray for those people to dream big dreams with you, God, to dream impossible dreams. Because, like it says in your word, God, nothing is impossible for you. Nothing is too hard for our God. So I pray, Lord, that you would move on people's hearts and help them to have courage and um, to be fearless and brave and to dream big with you, God, and to just really step out, take that first step into those brave dreams. Lord, just have your way in their lives, Lord. And I just pray courage on everyone right now in Jesus name. Amen. 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 Thank you, Celeste, so much for being here. And I just want to encourage all of our um Listeners, if you are enjoying the show, if Scandalous Grace is blessing you or ministering to you in any way, we would love it if you would partner with us in prayer and in financial donation. You can go to my website, carlaswanigan.com, and learn more about this ministry and all about Scandalous Grace, the show, and the reason that we do the show. But this is a ministry outreach, and we really need your donations. We would love it. To keep this show on the air, we really appreciate you, our listeners. And we would love to know also how God's even moving in your life through the show. That's so encouraging to us to hear from our listeners. And you can email us at scandalousgrace at carlaswanigan.com. And like I said, you can find out all about us on our website, carlaswanigan.com. You can see about our resources and learn all about our ministry. I really appreciate you guys. I would love to hear from you. Thanks for tuning in this week. And God bless you so much. And remember... Leave religion out of it and just bring Jesus. We hope you were blessed by today's episode of Scandalous Grace with Carlos Swanigan. Please go to carloswanigan.com to listen to podcasts, see where Carla will be speaking, and to find out about all of Carla Swanigan Ministries' resources, including her video devotional series. Scandalous Grace with Carla Swanigan is a listener-supported radio ministry outreach. We depend on your prayers and donations. Please go to carloswanigan.com for ways you can partner with Carla in reaching listeners with God's love and grace. Please join us again next Saturday at 4 p.m. for Scandalous Grace with Carla Swanigan.